Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Be seated. Have you ever planted a seed and hoped it didn't grow? That's ridiculous, right? So it is with God and his word. He wants those seeds that are planted by his pastors preaching his word and by his people speaking his word to grow and bear fruit in the hearts and lives of those that hear. But how that happens and when and where and how much and how big That is out of our control and out of our understanding. Sometimes we know why those seeds and plants do not grow and produce fruit. That was the point of a parable Jesus told right before the ones that we heard today. Sometimes the cares of life choke out the seed of his word. Or the trials and troubles of life scorch it or the temptation of Satan and the world would pluck it out. You've probably experienced all those things in your own life. You're sitting in church and hearing the word, but your mind is a thousand miles away. Worrying, obsessing, preoccupied. The word just bounces off your ears, hearts, or minds, or is plucked or scorched. But that's not the focus of the word Jesus speaks to us today. Today, it is rather how and where and why it does grow. And it does so quite apart from us and our efforts. Oh, to be sure, there are things we do to help. We plow the ground. We try to plant seeds properly. We try to control weeds and pests. We apply fertilizer. But none of those things make the seeds grow. None make them come up and produce fruit. That happens quite apart from us. In fact, you can do everything right and have nothing grow. Or you wind up with some seeds that come up and some that don't and wonder why. Same garden, same seeds, same care. Why didn't it all come up? And then there are the plants that do produce a lot of fruit and others produce very little. Why is that? It is out of our control And beyond our understanding. And so it is with the kingdom of God and the seed of his word, Jesus says. And so these parables spoken to us today are not a call to action. To what we are to do and how we are to do it to get the kingdom of God to grow. But rather a call for us to trust That it's God's kingdom and God's seed and so God's growth. Only he can do it. 
which is hard for us. It's hard for us when all we really want to do is roll up our sleeves and get to work to make things happen when and where and how we want them. And while as Christians we don't do nothing, we still speak God's word and plant it as we are called to do. But we also can't make it grow. So we are called to patience and trust that maybe, just maybe, God knows what he's doing. And that maybe, just maybe, it's not necessarily what we want or think. Luther spoke of this. Just a couple years after posting the 95 Theses, things were moving in Germany. But certainly not how Luther thought they would. He thought posting those theses would lead to a theological debate among the theologians and faculty of the university. Not this movement that was now spreading through Germany and not to his being called before the emperor and certainly not to his being excommunicated. The seed was working and growing far differently than he ever thought could, it could have or that he could have imagined. And certainly more than he ever could have done himself. And yet at the same time, it wasn't doing enough for some others. Including one Andreas Bodenstein von Karlstadt. Karlstadt was trying to lead the churches in Wittenberg while Luther was in protective custody in the Wartburg Castle after the Diet of Worms. But Karlstadt wanted things to move faster. He was trying to force the issue. But his actions weren't helping. They were hurting. It was like he was trying to help that little seedling, like the one on your cover of your bulletin today. He was trying to help it grow by pulling it up and making it bigger. Well, you know what that does. It kills it. So Luther left the safety of the Wartburg and returned to Wittenberg and preached a series of sermons to try to calm things down. And he gave kind of a German twist to Jesus' parable that we heard today. He said, I simply taught, preached, and wrote God's word. That is, I just planted the seed. Otherwise, I did nothing And while I slept or drank Wittenberg beer with my friends Philip and Almsdorf, the Word did the work. I did nothing. The Word did everything. But what about today? It certainly doesn't seem to be working like that today. Maybe that's frustrating to you. Maybe disappointing. If you're like me, you'd rather be in control Have the kingdom of God grow when and where and how I want it. Like here. When I took this call and came to this church 19 years ago, I thought, and if I'd had my way, we'd have lots more folks and we'd have our own church a long time ago. And yet here we are. Not as I planned. Not as I thought. Maybe we blame ourselves. 
We didn't do things right or enough or well enough. But while there is surely much we didn't do right or could have done better, it may just be that God's time is different than our time and his ways different than our ways. For the kingdom of God has grown here. Many people have come and gone and heard the word. Maybe they grew here. Maybe they will grow more someplace else. But the growth of a church is not the same as the growth of the kingdom of God. Individual churches grow and shrink, open and close, come and go. But the kingdom of God lasts forever. Is bigger than any one church. Or country. For think about the United States. The church and its influence here seems to be declining. But in Africa, where it flourished under the time of the early church and produced some of the church's greatest theologians, but then it was suffered and smothered under the conquest of Islam, but now it's growing again. And in South America, it's growing. But in Europe, it's largely ignored. And many huge, beautiful, glorious churches sit empty. How hard for us to understand that. Why some and not others? Why there and not here? Maybe it's impossible for us to understand. The seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. So what are we to do? We are called to trust, humility, and patience. That it's God's seed, God's kingdom, God's growth, not ours. To pray in the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, and mean it. How and where and when he decides. Which is, again, hard. It's always been hard. We heard from the prophet Ezekiel today. Words that he spoke while many of the people of Israel were in exile in Babylon. In the middle of their 70 years of exile there. And it was when they hadn't been there very long and still had a long time to go, which was not what they had in mind. But Ezekiel preaches what God was going to do. He's going to take a young, tender branch, he says, from the top of a tall and noble cedar and plant it. And it would grow large and noble and produce much fruit. Well, that tall, majestic cedar was King David. And when Israel was at its greatest and most glorious, that young tender branch is Jesus. But he would not be planted now and not as soon as the people wanted, only after Israel had been completely chopped down. Very few of the people who heard Ezekiel say that would be alive to go back to Jerusalem at the end of those 70 years. And none of them would be alive when that branch was planted in Jerusalem. 
They were called to trust. To trust in the word of the Lord. To trust their heavenly father that he would do it. And by such trust, that is faith in God, their heavenly father and his promises, they would be saved. Their sins would be forgiven, not held against them. And while they wouldn't get to see earthly Jerusalem again, they would get to live in the heavenly Jerusalem. In fact, it took almost 600 years after Ezekiel spoke those words for that seed to be planted. God really doesn't think and do as we do. And how little and insignificant that seed, that little branch. A young, unknown, nobody virgin from Nazareth who wasn't even married. A little backwater town of Bethlehem, the birth that didn't even make the front page of the Bethlehem Post. Caesar's census and taxation were surely the headline that day and all the injustice of that. That baby in the manger didn't catch anyone's attention. Not at first. Just a few shepherds, but who cares about them? Later, King Herod, that was news. When he killed a bunch of babies for seemingly no other reason than his madness. But what turned out greater? What still impacts the world today? What man did for his own kingdoms? Caesar and his tax, Herod and his insanity, or the baby and what he did. When that seed was planted and grew, when that tender young branch turned into a deadly cross, and when that seed planted in the grave then grew again into a tree spanning centuries and continents, and in which men, women, and children of every nation, tribe, people, and language find refuge and rest. A kingdom in which men, women, and children find forgiveness, life, and hope. And into that kingdom, his kingdom, each of you have been brought. The seed planted by a faithful mother or father who brought you to be baptized or by a faithful mother, father, friend or spouse speaking the word to you and that seed grew. God caused it to grow. Maybe you've planted those seeds yourself, but you haven't seen the growth you want. It doesn't seem to be working. But the how, the where... And the when is not up to you. We are called to trust, humility, and patience. We are called to trust that our Heavenly Father wants all those seeds to grow and is working for the good of all people. And to repent when we don't always believe that. We're called to humility that we don't know and don't understand all that our Heavenly Father is doing. And to repent when we think we do or insist that He do things our way or complain when He doesn't. 
We are called to patience. That maybe, like Israel, we'll never get to see the growth. That it will only happen after we're gone. To repent of our impatience, our impulsiveness, our now or never thinking. And to confess that God's word is true. God's love is sure. And God's ways are best. But also, don't underestimate what you do, the seeds that you plant, and do not give up. It may seem pretty small and insignificant what you do. As small as, well, a tiny mustard seed in a great big world. But with such tiny seeds, God is able to accomplish much. It is for us to plant, to speak the word. It is for God. To grant the growth. And he has. And he will continue. As we drink deeply of his forgiveness. And his word here. As we eat and drink the son's body and blood. God is tending us. And granting us growth. Maybe you don't feel it. Or see it. Or understand it. But we're not called to any of those things. We're called to trust. To humility. And to patience. The seed, the word does the work. The word that called all things into being in the beginning. The word that then became flesh and redeemed all of creation from sin. The word proclaimed, poured, and fed to us here. And the word that will call us out of our graves on the last day to everlasting life. That word is living, active, and powerful, and working. We may not know how, we may not understand, but your Father in heaven does. And he is working in us and in the world. The kingdom of God growing. That just as we sang, that in these gray and latter days, there may be those whose life is praise. Each life a high doxology to Father, Son, and Spirit. The King, the Seed, and the Grower. He's working, dear Christians. Rest and be confident in Him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.